0: Drive Time on ORT Radio One. Listen back on the ORT Radio Player app.
1: Good evening, you're all very welcome into the Study Hub this evening and we've got two big popular papers as I was saying there to Cormac. Maths Higher, Paper 1 and Geography and we know that Maths Higher, you know, we know it's a tough paper so we have an excellent tutor for you this evening to help, Louise Boylan from the Institute of Education in Dublin and then our Sherpa, our guide through the natural wonders of the world in geography is our friend from last year, Margaret Fitzpatrick and she's the geography teacher at CBS in Middleton, Cork and an ASDI subject representative. So why don't you start getting your questions into us now for th- both those topics at 51551 or indeed you can email us at studyhub at rt.ie so while you're busy doing that let me give you more of a value with a heads up for the subjects we're covering later in the week and on Thursday we will be tackling English paper 2 and French so tune in for those but back to this evening we have another chance to give you some great material and tips for the maths exam specifically paper 1 Louise Boylan from the Institute is with us on the line so let's say hello to her Louise good evening you're very welcome to the study hub
2: Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: You're Listen, you're very welcome. Let's just get <laughs> straight into this. Um, sure. And in terms of the changes, to the format, you know, we, we're talking about this every evening on the Study Hub and these kind of I famous know. amendments that have been made to the papers, really to the students' benefit, we're hoping. But you might talk oh, yeah. us through a little bit of the paper here. Generally, the durations haven't changed, but there's a bit more generosity of spirit, I think, in the format. Talk to us a little That's bit it, about exactly. that.
2: That's it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, ordinarily, pre-COVID, there was never any choice on the maths exam. And now, suddenly, there's... The there's lots of lovely choice for them. So the exam paper is, d- is divided up into two sections. So there's a section A, which we call concepts and skills. And that's kind of like the drill and practice stuff. That's really checking, do you know your stuff, you know? Um, can you answer, can you solve an equation? Can you can you do this, can you do that? Now, there's six questions there. We call them the short questions. They're not that short. They're 30 marks each. And this year, they only have to answer four out of the six, which so, is tremendous for them.
1: Yeah, so the same time frame but you've got that little more choice same which is great. time
2: frame yeah yeah but they've got they've got uh, they don't have to answer as many so um, in terms of timing for those there they could give themselves anywhere between 15 to 20 minutes to do to do one of those questions it would really depend on what they want to do some students may only do four and hope that, that they go well for them. Some might like to do an extra one just to have a little bit of a safety net there. So if they want to get an extra one done, then they need to be looking at maybe 15 minutes apiece. Good use of time. Whereas if they want to take their time, yeah. they can give it a little bit longer, obviously.
1: Now then trips. there's
2: section B. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, section B is uh, context and applications. And that's more where where we see maths. And I, I call them the real worldy problems. You know, these questions might be in a story. So it might be something like a factory is producing something and you might look at what is their costs and what's their revenue and then bring in a bit of a graphing and bring in a bit of um, differential calculus on top of that. And that's where they really muddle up the topics for the students. And, and they're great questions from a teacher's point of view <laughs> and from an examiner's point of view view They're, they can be quite daunting from a student point of view obviously but they've got four questions there and they've to answer two out of the four.
1: Now Louise I know yeah. that the first text we get in on every time we go near maths is what can I leave out what can I leave out what topics I can I leave out I know and I know over the years they've started mixing them haven't they the topics are appearing across the papers you've got to be aware of that.
2: Yeah, they mix them hugely, you know, and what I'd be saying to them is don't leave anything out. Now, there may be some topics that have a greater importance than others, right? That, mm-hmm. that might be a nicer way of putting it. Sure. But I certainly wouldn't leave anything out. But I mean, the big thing on paper one is algebra. Algebra is everywhere. Algebra, algebra, algebra. And then you've got little offshoots of algebra. You've got something called functions, then you've got patterns and you've got complex numbers and they're all just kind of first cousins of algebra for want of another word, you know, mm-hmm. then you've also got differential calculus, which is another huge chunk. So really with the paper one, there's, there's really nothing that they can leave out. You know, I, I wouldn't be in favour of leaving anything out, but they certainly would need to be very comfortable with their algebra and their differential calculus before they go in.
1: Now, another, another idea I know that you're very fond of, this phrase you've thrown out here, the drill and scale. Talk us oh, yeah. through that and what that means and how useful that is for a student as a concept.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are just certain concepts within the maths course that they just have to be able to do without really thinking too much about it. You know, I often, students will say, how do you study maths? And I say, well, you don't, you practice maths. It's a very (laughs) different thing. You know, you can't, there's nothing to learn. You can't learn it. You have to practice it. And I I equate it to playing the piano. Like you don't sit down and play a song once and go, oh yeah, okay, I kind of stumbled through that, but like I got to the end of it. You have to go back and do it again and do it again and do it again. And this is where that drilling skill comes in. You know, they, you know, have to sit down and take a concept take a triangle can they find all the missing sides can they find all the missing angles and you know maybe they'll struggle through that question but then come back to it in a week or two and try it again try the same question again you know I say to them it doesn't matter if you know X's too it's not like a murder mystery like it just doesn't <laughs> matter that, that you know the butler did it yeah. like you just need to can you get there again can you do it yeah. more efficiently can you find a different way to do it you know can you find a quicker way to do it that kind of thing and that just hones their skill over time
1: Another aspect to your work which I think is really interesting and we're hearing it there is you're really about building up the student's confidence and I was intrigued by the idea that you had of leaving those tougher questions to the end because maybe do you believe you're kind of in the flow a bit more because I would have thought for some students they think I'm going to go in and get rid of the nasty bit or the bit I'm dreading and kind of enjoy the rest of the paper but I, I was kind of interested in your view on that Oh, yeah. Well, I
2: think for maths, you know, for other subjects, they might try and get things out of the way. But for maths, they need to build their confidence. And there's nothing, there's nothing more detrimental than a knock to the confidence in terms of maths. So I would, I would go in, I mean, a good exam technique would be to go in and scan the, scan the paper, you know, mm-hmm. see what's there. Yep. Oh, there's a proof. There's, I like that question. I've seen one like that before. I know how to do that. And then go back and tackle the ones that they're comfortable with and get those marks in the bag you know and and get themselves Building up their marks as they go along, and then the harder bits leave them till the end. You know, I know, I know. It's it's tempting to kind of eat the vegetables before the nice stuff, but but in in case with maths, no, they need to build their confidence and kind of feel like, okay, I'm I'm definitely I'm on a passing grade now. Now I need to just keep getting better and better I'm as they go
1: along. Scribbling down notes as I go along here. So just to be sure that I'm right on this, it's a two and a half hour paper. You're saying give 15 to 18 minutes for the shorter questions, and then 30 minutes for that section B and they have 18 minutes left at the end of the paper. Does that make sense to you as a time frame?
2: Give or take, yeah, yeah. And that would give them time to go back over. If they wanted to get an extra question done, then obviously they need to tighten up on those times. OK, but they'll know themselves, yeah.
1: The other point you want to make is, you know what, if that question that you're kind of dreading or whatever at the end is hard, it's tough for everybody. You know, the students have to kind of think everybody's sitting the same paper because you can feel quite isolated at your desk, can't you? Oh, 100%, you know, and we've seen
2: it over and over again. There's flexibility in the marking scheme for for the SEC that if they have overpitched a question, which can happen, you know, they they maybe think that they've made it approachable and, and the students don't feel the same, they, they can shuffle the marks around and they'll they'll take the marks away from the harder bit and push it back down towards the easier bit you know so I say to them don't don't get yourself worked up if there was a bit at the end that you found hard and everybody found hard then that's okay you know that's not going to be worth that uh, as many marks as you might feel it's worth and we've seen it over and over again and it might be quite a big part and it only ends up being worth five marks and, and if they made a decent attempt at all, they'd yep. get on the marking scale. They might get two out of five or something like that. I so me- don't get disheartened is the key.
1: Yeah, sure. I remember teacher of describing it like picking fruit, like you just keep filling the basket, you know, keep That's grabbing it, the bits. 100%. Bit. Come here, an yeah. ongoing discussion heated in my house is about showing the work, right? I have people mm. under 10 who don't think you show the work. <laughs> um, but by leaving, start to show the work.
2: Oh, show everything. Every single thing, write down the formula. Show the next line, subbing it in. Show show every single thing because every line you go, then that's that's fewer marks you can drop along the way, you know. And I have little divils in front of me during the day, and they are like that they won't show mm. the work. But then when it comes to the exam, they're wondering why they're not getting all the marks. Yeah, and it's a constant battle as well. It's not just with the under tens, I can tell you, um. <laughs> but but they have to show the work. They have to show the work. Yeah, and and they leave, and I'll show them in the marking scheme. It'll say in the marking scheme you know, that they'll only get so many marks for a correct answer with no work shown.
1: Like that's yeah.
2: written in the marking scheme, you know, so, so they... Believe really you. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, it's there in black and white. And, uh, you know, exactly. there's no
1: short of the paper in the exam. Finally then, Louise, you're a fan of the yeah. study buddy method. Explain this to me.
2: Yeah. So what I what I encourage my own students to do is to build up to do an exam paper questions. You know, they can't they can't run before they can walk. So to build up slowly. But once they get to the point of being able to tackle exam paper questions, a, a bigger skill is in how to correct an exam paper question so understanding the marking scheme and how the marks are applied and what I encourage them to do is to buddy up with somebody that, that they're comfortable with you know not somebody who's going to kind of mock them if they didn't get full <laughs> marks and that they can maybe let's let's both have a go at a question and then I'll give you mine you give me yours and we'll correct each other's and correcting in itself is a real eye opener for them because then they start to see like sure. that oh I didn't show all my work I, did, I, I didn't get all the marks there. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if they, have a, if they have a study buddy then that's ideal absolutely, yeah.
1: Fantastic, well, listen thank you for being my study buddy this evening. <laughs> thank no you problem. so much Louise Boylan for joining us this evening and Louise has recorded 10 brilliant video tutorials to help get you ready for leaving certain maths higher level and you'll find them on the RTE Learn Study Hub page along with a load of other fascinating bits and pieces and we'll post a link to them as well. Now later this week on Thursday we will be putting English Paper 2 under the spotlight so you can start contacting us now and you know it's a great course it's got wonderful poetry and plays and movies that students can study. And this one caught our ear, well it's any excuse really to play a clip of Saoirse Ronan in action. But here she is in the film Lady Bird which is on the syllabus and it's the classic scene where she chumps out of her mother's car at the end as they're having a heated discussion about colleges. A conversation that possibly many of you are having these days but I do hope yours are a little bit
0: calmer. An immaculate heart is already a luxury. Immaculate heart? You wanted that, not me. Miguel saw someone knifed in front of him at SAC High. Is that what you want? So you're telling me that you want to see somebody knifed he right in front of you? I right barely saw that. I want to go where culture is, but like how New in the York. World did I raise such or at a snob. least Connecticut or New Hampshire, when, where writers we'll live in the woods. Get into those schools anyway.
1: <laughs> and there she is out of the car. Here she rode in there with Laurie Metcalf there from Ladybird from the syllabus for English Paper 2. More of that on Thursday evening, but that was just to get you into the mood. But back to this evening. And we are talking rivers and volcanoes and waterfalls and shore questions and ecology and farming lands now. Phew, some list. We've Margaret Fitzpatrick, geography teacher at CBS in Middleton in Cork and ASTI subject representative on the line. Good evening, Margaret. Hello, Evelyn. How are things? Great. Listen, again, I'm going to do the same opener for you as I did for Louise. Talk us through the structure of the paper and just highlighting the amendments because there's a nice bit of choice there for students on this. What used to be quite a daunting paper, but it's, it's a bit more generous now.
0: OK, um, looking at the paper, part one of the paper consists of short questions. There are ten short qu- student, there are 12 short questions and students must attempt 10. I would recommend that students would answer all the short questions they're worth a maximum of 80 marks, which would amount to 25% of the written paper. Students should allow themselves 35 minutes to complete them.
1: Okay, so what you're saying is there's a nice 35 minutes there. Go for the 12 and give yourself a chance. And then in part two, students used to have to answer four questions. But this has been amended. This is good
0: news. Yeah, this is good news. Um, So part two is the structured and the essay questions. Here we see there are four sections here. There is physical geography, regional geography, the electives and the options. Students are only required here now to complete three questions. And they can take two questions from one section. Each question is worth 80 marks. So that gives you a running total of 240 And students should spend 40 minutes on each of those questions so they have more time again.
1: So again, that is very generous. Now, you're saying that students, you know, they've settled on their chosen sections to a degree. But there is a different approach in the option section essays, right? I know that. So let's put that aside for the moment. Let's focus on those other sections first. Each one has three parts. Tell us a little bit about how they should approach these section essays.
0: So you're looking at part two. Um, Each section one, physical, regional and the electives. There are three questions. Well, each of the sections have three questions. But um, section one, two and three are multi-part questions. So there's a part A, a B and a C. Part A would normally be a skills question. So it could be drawing a sketch map of an ordinance survey, of an area photograph or drawing a graph. It could be interpreting a graph. Now students should spend about ten minutes here on on this section. Now practice here makes perfect. If they go back over previous exam papers, there's loads um, uh, that they can practice on, as in drawing the sketch maps. They could get it, they could master and get that twenty marks, twenty out of twenty. Then part B and C, these are more an examination of a topic. So you're talking about fifteen SRPs. <laughs> 15 kind of backed up bullet points. Excellent. And then just moving
1: on then, can you tell us a little bit about how long they are, what kind of structure they should bear in mind? Because it's about getting kind of those bullet point facts down as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Sometimes students run into trouble here. They don't realise what an SRP or what is a proper um, uh, bullet point. It's a backed up, it's a factual piece of information. It could be a geographical term, a process, a statistic um, it could be a label diagram, examples, and those thirty mark questions could work out to be about three quarters of an answer page. Okay. So
1: to be aware of that is a kind of a, a duration. And you want use- you Sorry. want students to use graph paper. Why?
0: Uh, they should use graph paper for the sketch maps, for the ordnance survey and for the area photographs, because in the question, they'll always say um, draw it half the scale. And straight away on the graph paper, you'll know, the examiner will know straight away if the student has shrunken down the, um, the original map by 50%. They can't trace it now or anything like that, but they will know straight away that if it's shrunken down. And you don't
1: um, use pie charts is your other bit of advice.
0: Um, for the graphs, don't use pie charts. I already mentioned that before. Go with bar graphs or um, line graphs because the pie charts take too long to work out the various sectors. Okay. to uh, go, go for the easy option, the fast one. Now let's uh, make sure. yeah no, sorry. You know, you're fine. I'm just keen to get to
1: section four and the options because this is kind of you know students like it. It's an ambitious section, but you know it's got its own little challenges there. You're saying students should stick with the options they've. Covered?
0: Yeah, so in the options section, you've got global interdependence, geoecology, culture and identity, and atmosphere and ocean. Now, the teacher would have chosen one of those. So, for example, we're doing atmosphere and ocean. Um, so, there are three essays there, and normally a student would do one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't recommend students this year to do take two because it'd be very demanding time wise out of them. So uh, the take one, and then you're writing that um, that answer under three aspects. There should be three aspects, and there were twenty four SRPs in total. And keep an eye on how they structure the answer. And um, um, give examples where possible and there's twenty marks for overall coherence. How does it read? So that's and make really sure it's important. an essay. Make sure it's an essay format. Now Margaret,
1: yeah. I'm gonna I am going i can not let you go without asking for these top tips that you have for physical geography. You could quickly give us an idea of what students could focus on here that you think.
0: Well, physical geography for me, I would think would be the most important because it's going to feature big time anyway in the short question section. So short questions will be made up of physical and possibly the first chapter of regional geography. So in the physical geography, um, my top tips would be that students should be able to write about a fluvial or a river, coastal or glacial landforms of erosion and deposition. That students should be able to write about the human impacts on either a river, coastal or mass movement processes. So if you are taking river, it would be building levees and dams. They should be able to describe the formation of, a, of the named rock groups. And but beware, there could be a twist in the question. So uh, they could ask easily right about the formation of a sedimentary rock and how it could change to become a metamorphic rock. Okay. So there could be a slight twist there. Okay. How do people interact with the rock cycle? And students should read the question very carefully and use the keywords in the questions into the answer. Pull them into the answer. So keep so using will,
1: those keywords, key economics words. and all that kind of thing. So
0: if the question is okay. how did they uh, interact economically, they need to refer to money, right? Okay. How they're making money of it. Okay. And the big one... Um, the impact of isostatic change on the fluvial coastal landscapes. Now, students don't like that question, <laughs> but it's a very manageable question. If they just get so it they over un- it. Yeah, <laughs> so do you really only have to define isostatic change okay. and then look for the evidence, the landform, the evidence. Right.
1: And Margaret, I know, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but I do think what you're going to say, if we didn't uh, have to fight the clock so much, is that people think that there's more time, but students were still writing at the end of the exam last year. So, you know, beware of that and get, get on with it when
0: you're in the exam hall. Yeah, I can see t- students what they will do is because okay. there's so much choice and flexibility. Yes. I reckon students will take two questions from, okay. for example, physics. I'm going
1: to rush you here. Yeah.
0: And I reckon they'll leave out regional and human because they can't, okay. the regional and the elective, and I reckon they'll go for the option.
1: Right. Listen, excellent. There are many options there for us too and that's our lot for this evening. Thursday, we're looking at English paper 2 in French and we're looking forward to your questions on studyhub.ort.ie. You can download the show this evening as a podcast shortly, but until Thursday, it's mm-hmm. a